Hi, everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? A podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, you guys. Happy Friday. I hope you all have some fun plans for the upcoming weekend. We have been kicking off our weekend the last few weeks with a mini series highlighting the TSC. We are doing a little TSC recap over here on How'd She Do That podcast, a conference I was at earlier in February that kind of blew my mind. I was so excited about the lessons that I've learned, the friends that I met, the other attendees that many of them I've been friends with on Instagram for some time finally able to meet people in person, and it was incredible. So we've been highlighting different attendees, sharing what they learned while they were at the conference. The hope for these conversations is that you can listen in and gain some insight and wisdom and not only think about potentially joining us next year, but really to be able to say, okay, these are the takeaways that other entrepreneurs have had, and this is what they're stepping into. These are the action items that they're going to be doing this year. It's really meant to be a brainstorming session for all of us, which I have thoroughly enjoyed. You guys, I'm so excited for you all to meet Eliza Bishop today of Paper Eliza. Eliza and I met at the conference, and she is darling. She mentions in today's episode that she graduated in 20. 20. So some of you are going to feel archaic like I did, but many of you who are listening, you're going to be in the same boat, your recent grads, and you're thinking, okay, how can I step into my passions? How can I pursue my passions, my goals? Well, I think it's going to be really fun to hear about what Eliza's stepping into, what she learned, what her takeaways were. I hope you all enjoy. Here is Eliza Bishop on How'd She Do That? Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's special mini-series recapping the TSC Summit with my friend, Eliza Bishop. Eliza, welcome to How'd She Do That? Hello, Emily. This is a dream come true. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, it's also a long time coming. I have to say, I put out a little blurb on the podcast Instagram a little while ago, and you come highly recommended. So having been able to meet you in person and say, hey, can you come on? Let's get you on sooner. Our Tuesday lineup's so crazy. Come tell us what you learned at the conference and for you to be so generous with your time and say yes. I'm pumped. I'm so happy that you're here. Oh my goodness. Truly the biggest honor. I'm so excited. I feel like there's never enough time to just get to talk and hang out. I was telling Emily I could have said so much more when we spent time (laughs) at the conference together. So this was a good good time for us to recap. Well, absolutely. And I want to start off just with a bang. Could you please introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a little bit about you and your business? I would absolutely love to. My name is Eliza Bishop and I live in Birmingham, Alabama, and I run Paper Eliza, which is a custom wedding paper business, wedding paper shop. Um, And we... I've been doing it for five years. It started in, I know, my freshman dorm room. I accidentally started interning for a really awesome wedding stationery girl here in Birmingham my freshman year of college. And I was supposed to just intern for her her office mate. Um, She was doing marketing and that's what I went to school. I studied marketing and finance at Sanford University. And I ended up just working for both of them since they both um, shared the same office. And so 
I had done yearbook in in high school and was really familiar with like InDesign, Photoshop, and I really fine-tuned my skills during that internship. And one of my friends, she had asked me if I could make her a stationary set as she went off to work at a summer camp Aww. that summer. And I was like, sure, I can do that. <laughs> like I know how to build build that out in InDesign. It's relatively easy. I had worked with um, a a wholesale fulfillment printer in Birmingham. So I was pretty familiar with that process. I in no way, shape, or form ever really was drawn to the wedding paper business originally, but I saw that there was, there was success there. And I'm just huge. It's just always been my dream to be an entrepreneur. And so when my friend had asked me to make her a stationary set, I was like, Yes, because that is my job now. <laughs> I saw like that demand and I was like, yeah, of course I can do that for you. And so I called up the wholesale fulfillment printer and I was like, can I have one stationary set? Like I gave them the, di- the dimensions, the paper type. Um, and they asked me if I had an account and I was like, I don't. <laughs> they said, can we create one? And I was like, yes, <laughs> sure. And they asked me what my name was of my business. And it was just, just off the tip of my tongue, paper Eliza. And so that's how it was born in that moment. I really thought nothing through. It was just, there was a demand and I was going to run after it. And that was my business now. And so it really just spread through word of mouth. Um, and I was making a lot of stationary sets for friends and their friends. And it's just been demand driven since I had somebody asked me to make their wedding stationery, which was just like the biggest honor in the entire world. And I was like, of course I can do that. I'm really good at that. (laughs) It's just fake it until fake it until it's real. And I, I just started with that. There was the demand there and then that became my job. And so I've been doing wedding stationery for probably about the past three years and been doing stationery for five. Oh my gosh. And I love it. Well, <laughs> and you're really, really good at it. I've seen your designs and we're going to let listeners connect with you, but you're really talented. So it's fun to hear that it was originally a connect with a friend. And then it really sounds like it was off to the races to say, okay, I want to get started in this and I want to move forward. And now you've been doing it for quite some time to to add up the years. It's like, wait a second. So tell us this because I loved getting to meet you. And quick side note, you are basically the cutest person ever. (laughs) Anytime I saw you at the conference, I was like, what the heck? This is the cutest person. And it was so fun to see you at the conference. So I want to hear, tell us a little bit because you have been doing this role for the last five years. How did you hear about the summit? How did you hear about the conference? What did that look like for you? Sure. I feel like I've heard about it I for the longest time. I can't even remember. I want to say probably Instagram. Yeah. I saw it. I just saw all of these people that I had followed and looked up to were at the summit. And that was a couple of years ago. But my dear friend, Wells, who makes these beautiful scarves, Swells with Splendor, she had gone the year previously. And I saw her there, saw her posting pictures. And that was kind of the like final push that I needed 
to sign up for myself for the next year. Oh. It looked amazing. And it was. was this your first year? Years? It was. Okay, yeah. This last year was. Yeah. It's so fun. It's so funny to try to explain to people because had you been to conferences in other entities before? I have, but they were more just entrepreneurial okay. instead of um, specifically for more like creators. Yes. And so I felt just this community of people like me yeah. that I had never felt before. Yeah. And it was so incredibly encouraging. I'm sure you felt the same no, way. No, I literally felt the same way. I, I went upstairs. I, I dragged my mom and grandma with me and I went upstairs on, on the first day and I was like, I have found women who think just like me. Like our yes. minds are always spinning and we're thinking about what's next. And and so, yes, I cannot relate more. I mean, it was amazing. What, what was your original hope? I mean, you wanted to go. You saw that Wells had a great time. But what was your hope for your business uh, in deciding to come to the conference? That's a great question. Um, I feel like I had just been in this like career rut this past year. Mm. I was working two full-time jobs, one in corporate banking, one creating custom wedding stationery. And I was just really struggling with feeling like there weren't many people in my circle Mm. who were really going through similar life stages as me. And so I was, and I still am, I feel like so desperate for any kind of wisdom Mm. or knowledge other entrepreneurs can share, which is one reason that I just love this podcast so much. Um, I just love learning. And so I saw the community aspect of the Southern Sea and that was really my like original pool. I get so much energy from surrounding myself with other creative people who are passionate about their businesses. And that's what really pushed me to take the step in, in stepping into that and just learning from people and being honest about things that we're struggling with, um, some highs and lows, because most likely there are people in that room who understand them as well. Yeah. And, and I think that was what was really unique about the group. It's like we really are in, in so many different ways doing similar things. Now, tell us this right. because you are really surprising me today, as I knew you would in so many different entities. What year did you graduate from college? I graduated college in the COVID year of 2020. Oh my gosh, you are kidding. Oh my (laughs) gosh. So you guys, those of you who are listening, that might, you might feel ancient like me right now, (laughs) or you might be tracking with Eliza and, and thinking of Eliza like, wow, that you have, that yeah, you have been doing that in college. You had been doing your business in school, but to be able to say, I'm going to take this to the next step. And I love, I just wrote down and circled this learning that you love to learn. And that was a key element about the conversation and life in general, even those of you who are listening. Again, this conversation, to be able to learn from it, um, I know you likely will. So anyways, wow, I cannot believe you graduated in 2020. <laughs> so no- <laughs> I felt like I was robbed. I, well, I was going to say, did you have um, a graduation? Do you have a drive-through graduation? I hate even mentioning that, but what did you do? Oh my gosh. I felt like our graduation just got like extended over and over again (laughs) because our school just felt so bad. So there was like virtual graduation and I watched with all my friends um, at a house. And then another one, they like invited our family months later. And at that point I had already been working for almost a year. So I'm like, I'm just over graduation. (laughs) I've graduated 250 times. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, that's so wild. And I'm sure again, some of you who are listening, you can relate. Well, tell me this because I think one thing that's really fun as I've been chatting with attendees of the conference, it's been hearing about the 
logistics as to how did you get there? Who were you leaving behind at home? You know, what, what did you have to step away from to get there? So maybe tell us where did you come from? And, and as I mentioned, what did the logistics look like for you to get to the conference? That is a great question. I drove all the way from Birmingham, Alabama after work on Tuesday night. So it was all seven hours and then it was a lot, but it was so incredibly worth it. Would have never changed it. And then I turned around and did the same drive back um, on Friday morning. So whirlwind trip because I had this charity ball that was on Friday night. My boyfriend was picking up my dress from the cleaners (laughs) and I was face masking in the car and (laughs) just prepping self-tanned the night before. Everything worked out great. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Well, it is so interesting. And was that a solo seven-hour drive? It was. Okay, that's impressive. Someone someone actually rear-ended me five minutes outside of Sea Island when I was on my way out. No, 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 no. No, no, it was it was not no, fun, but it was so worth but it. But did you? Yeah, I'm amazed, guys. Those we were listening to just said it's so worth it. What did it's we get? All that there. settled, or was it a bad rear end? I was able to make it back to Birmingham. Okay. The two cars behind me, I drive a Tahoe, okay. so I drive a tank. Two cars behind me were probably totaled. I want to say. Oh my um, gosh! So was it just a it fender was- bender for you? Yeah, okay. just a fender bender. Okay. So I'm, I have a rental car soon and I'll get it fixed. <laughs> but all that being said, it was worth a car accident. <laughs> these, these are the details that I needed to know when I'm meeting all my yes. friends at NC Island. This is the kind of stuff we want to know about. Like, how did everybody get home? Are we all okay? We're all good. <laughs> We made it. Oh right. my gosh. Well, tell me this. Which um where did you stay when you were there? I stayed at the cloister. Okay, likewise. It was amazing. Which wow, yes. I had never been before and it is beautiful. Oh my goodness. It's amazing. It, I, I'm a sucker for anywhere that has a complimentary tea time. Yes. There's there's something just so sweet about that. <laughs> and I don't think we take the time to like drink tea at 3 p.m. Enough. Yes, I completely agree. Oh my gosh, how fun. Well, it, it was beautiful. The whole setting was beautiful. And when you get there, it's like, okay, you can take a deep breath and kind of relax. Tell us this because, you know, when we signed up for the conference, we get to see everybody who's going to be there and whatnot. Um, but there's also the element of meeting friends like, like ourselves, like each other, you know, knowing that you are coming, being excited about that. Who were you most excited to meet? There's so many people. Oh my goodness. But two that stick out in my mind, definitely Leela Rose mm. and Molly Feeney. Yes. Um, which was perfect because they spoke together. It was funny. I was like, oh my goodness, the two, my two that I was most excited about. Yes. And were you able to meet them? I was. Leela Rose, she was, she was somebody that like ever since I was a little girl before boyfriends and in between changing wedding trends and fads, I just, I just knew I'd get married in a Leela Rose. Like she's so feminine and unique and it was so fun seeing like her her personality yes, and like getting to hear her speak because she's so talented and funny, but also quirky and ladylike. Mm-hmm. And so I just loved um, hearing the more business side of her because I've only seen all of her beautiful creations. Yeah. So that was really, really awesome. <laughs> well, it peeled back such a curtain for me into what my guests are doing on a regular basis. Like for some reason, I felt like people graduated from doing 
pop-ups or trunk shows or, or things like that, or conferences in general. Right. The, the conferences that I have been to are, are nothing like this experience. And for some reason in me, I thought pe- I thought it was something that people, when you got big enough, you didn't do anymore, but it really showed the inside view of hustling, continuing to, even when you're at a level of success that you and I would look to and be like, oh, you're good. They're still moving forward. They're still taking the time to speak. They're still traveling. And I think that was something that I really took away from the two you mentioned, both Molly and Lila and all the other ladies. It was like, wow, they're still they're still moving and grooving and, and pushing things forward. So I thought that was super impressive uh, also. Now, there were so many different entities that was were available to us throughout the conference. What was your favorite kind of activity and why? It just, it feels so dumb to say everything, but I just, <laughs> everything was done to the nines. Yeah. So it's so hard to even, Sheree and Whitney, they created such a beautiful conference. Yeah. Like it was tailored perfectly to people who love to be surrounded by beauty. Yeah. Everything was done in excess and- I was just so impressed. The mentor lunch probably had to be my favorite part, I think. Okay, who was your mentor? And tell us a little bit about what that was like for those of us who weren't there. What what, it, what was that experience like? So Molly Feeney was my mentor for the mentor lunch. Oh. And I was just over the moon about the chance to talk to oh. her. And tell who us about yours? Molly as well. For those of us who don't know her, her story, tell us just a little bit. Sure. So Molly founded Baby Aiders, which is a children's sunglass company, as well as Red Clay Hot Sauce, which is found all over the country in grocery stores. And I just think the world of her. It's so funny because um, actually months ago, I was telling you I was stuck in a career rut and like the busyness of working two full-time jobs. And I was talking to my boyfriend about mentorship and how I didn't really have anyone to look up to, I felt like. And so he had asked me if I could have anyone ever mentor me, who would I choose? Mm. And I had said Molly. Oh my god! Because I, it was so sweet. I had heard on a podcast that she described herself as a serial entrepreneur Mm. and that's all I've ever wanted to be. I just, I love business and that's what really drives um, Paper Eliza is that like, I feel like the Lord is able to use my gifts and talents yeah. in, and he's, he allows me the ability to run a business, which brings me so much joy. And so it's just an open door that I feel like he has opened for me mm-hmm. and that I've stepped into. And it's just been like the biggest gift. It's, it's been hard, but it's been really, really sweet as well. And so, um, that all that being said, I just love her her passion for business and entrepreneurship. Mm. And so that's why I chose her. And it was really special. Oh, and did you have any specific questions? I, I didn't go into my lunch with any specifics, but as we were sitting there, I was like, boom, 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 boom. Like I just could not get enough. I had I was with Lydia Finette. She was my mentor. Yes. And she was just amazing. So were there any kind of key takeaways from that lunch that you took with you to to kind of move things forward with Paper Eliza? I felt like I went into it without much of, I was just like, ah, I can't wait to learn yeah. and like be surrounded by so many smart exactly. people. Exactly. But as we were in conversation, like you were saying, I like <laughs> <laughs> had to interrupt people. <laughs> like I just, it was awesome. Um, She kind of, I don't know how Lydia set hers up, but Molly, she had all of us go around and for the listeners who who weren't who weren't there, it's really an intimate setting. Yeah. It's just a table of your mentor and seven people, and so you're really able to dive into these conversations and um, 
you feel like it's more friends sitting down for a lunch yeah. than this formal kind of teaching time. Yeah. Um, and so Molly set it up in that all of us went around the table and we talked about um, our businesses and she asked us what is a struggle that we anticipate facing over the next year wow. and if she could offer any advice. And it was really great because she was so intentional and we were really able to relate to each other on struggles, offer up solutions or some similar problems. It was good to kind of like crowdsource wow. to you from other people. And so it was just really special time. To think about that question, I'm even sitting here, you know, that's something perhaps folks need to write down. Maybe that's something we need to continue on. If, if you're listening and, and you have a question like that, maybe send us a DM. Maybe we could put that on Instagram and, and get a poll or get some, get some thoughts going because for her to have set it up like that, my wheels are spinning. I mean, that's really cool to I... think, you know, what what is that struggle? Because I think struggles as an entrepreneur are the are constant. <laughs> For one, right. they're constant, but two, they can feel very daunting if they're not spoken out loud and shared with others. So, wow, I'm really, um, I'm so interested. That's really cool that that's kind of how the setup was. And I'm so grateful you would take the time to share that. My my wheels are spinning, you guys. Maybe when Eliza's episode goes out, we'll we'll go ahead and put that up maybe on stories um, and, and maybe get some assistance. So, wow. Really, really cool. Well, tell me this, because you have been able to touch on quite a few different speakers that were there, but having been in the different sessions, um, who was your favorite or, or maybe what was your favorite topic that a speaker covered? Sure. I really loved hearing from Ashley Miles uh, with Franklin West, yes. which is a group that focuses on transformative, sustainable growth for business leaders. Mm -hmm. And I had actually run into her at this beautiful vintage clothing store in Birmingham um, the Saturday before. And I was like shopping around and the lady who owns it, she was like, oh, Eliza's going to be at the Southern Sea. That's what she's looking for. Uh, and Ashley was like, I'm a, I'm a presenter. I'm a speaker there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was just such a small world. And um, I loved getting to see her again. And I was just so blown away um, by how smart and um, intelligent she is. And so she was she was a part of the, one of our first growth panels, um, yeah. one of our first speakers. And so she talked a lot about um, – Isolate. This was something that stuck with me. Isolating our product or business differentiation mm. because no one else can put a dollar amount on our unique value. Oh, so wow. it made me think about pricing differently yeah. and how much money I should be putting back in my company. It was just my finance mind yes. was just rolling. So. <sighs> It was. I really liked her. I thought it was really interesting. Well, and unpack that a little bit. For, what do you do at your um, your current? I mean, you have a full time role. What do you do at your at the bank currently? I am an analyst. So right now, I'm in um, financial planning and analysis. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So she's saying all that, and you're like, wait a second. What could this look <laughs> like? Um, this is an interesting question for you, and one I didn't really prep you for, but it's coming to mind. How did you originally come up with your pricing? It was funny because I worked in retail in in high school. Okay. I just worked for a boutique and I kind of saw their pricing and how they did markups and stuff. Yeah. And I, I feel like I've carried a lot of what I learned working in retail into this business, mm -hmm. which is just 
It's so funny. I would have never expected that. (laughs) But (laughs) – and so in the beginning, I was very cautious of um, marking up my products. Um, I just never wanted to feel like I was taking advantage of anybody. And in the beginning, I really didn't have that much experience. Right. So I didn't have much of a right to mark up my products very much at all. Um, And so – as as so much of my business has been, it's been a learning experience um, of just growth yeah. and um, figuring out what works and what doesn't. And so right now, I feel like my prices do adequately express mm-hmm. um, time that goes into mm-hmm. them. Um, and it is all custom. Yeah. And so – it's hard to put a dollar amount on custom work, but I feel confident with it now. But it definitely is a learning experience, and it's hard to find that perfect um, median, that perfect middle spot. Yeah, that was that was my whole goal going into the conference. <laughs> it was figure out how to yeah. make money on the podcast, and I was so lucky to have so many different friends that were able to tell me like. And they're on the product side of things. They're on the brand side of things. They were, they told me exact numbers of what they've paid to be featured on someone's newsletter, what they've paid for influencer request, you know? And so I was able to really, really figure out like, okay, this is an appropriate number. I'm confident with this. And then I don't remember who said this. It may even be whom you just mentioned, but um, someone said, you know, you're going to know when you're out of pricing, when you start hearing no constantly. And that was really interesting to me because I have had uh, sponsorships on episodes and they were happy to pay the original price that I had, which has since gone up, not astronomically, but has gone up. Um, And so I haven't heard no. It's it's really interesting to think about you on the product side measuring this is custom. This is something that I want to, you know, make my business be successful. Um, And I know there were quite a few people on this. I kind of think I'm more on the media service side. And so it's just so fun to hear that that was a takeaway that you had as well of, of, okay, how can I, how can I look at this and and make sure that it reflects all that I'm doing? Well, you've mentioned quite a few lessons, many that I can totally connect with, but maybe tell us what would you say was the greatest lesson that you walked away with? The pricing was really pricing. I just left. I walked away with a whole new, um, outlook on it as well but also like as much money we should be putting back into our business was something that I just like had never thought about in this stage of my business and so it kind of gave me the freedom to right now I feel like I'm I'm kind of thrifty (laughs) and so I'm like I want to save I want to save but then the idea of putting money back into my company Mm -hmm. is almost intimidating of like is it going to be worth it Mm -hmm. and I'm very much like I want to run a model on it. I want to make sure that like <laughs> I'm going to be getting what's my what's my return. Um and so it kind of I left with this kind of like excitement about what could come from um putting money back into my company and seeing growth there and I think it kind of feeds both my finance and marketing backgrounds. I can get creative with campaigns or merchandise, free products, giveaways. Oh, wow. Um, all the above and kind of thinking about strategically, okay, if we send out paperized bandanas promoting this new product, mm-hmm. will that actually drive business? Will and creating products that people want to post as well yeah. 
that's that's in and of itself um, a marketing campaign. Yeah. Um, just creating something beautiful because then people want to post about it. Oh. So I think that's kind of what my biggest one of the greatest lessons I walked away with was like, okay, I'm gonna have to start putting money back into my business and not like saving for a rainy day yes. so much, which is great, but oh. it's just different. Well, such a good point and such a good takeaway. This is so fun because every every time I ask that question, it's totally different. And I love that that was yours. Oh my gosh. The product side of things is like making my brain, <laughs> my brain go crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, with all that in mind, because this is, there's so many lessons here and it's so fun to hear what your takeaways were, but what are your action items? What, what are you going to do? What are the next steps for you to take what you learned and move forward with momentum. I feel like I'm going into a really big, I'm on the edge of a big trans, transformative period with my business. So I feel honestly overwhelmed with action, <laughs> action items at this point. Um, there's just so much that I can see happening over the span of the next six months yeah. that putting processes in place to support now, which is exciting, but also requiring a lot of patience and expectancy. Um, I know I'll probably have to hire another person within the next year. And so my finance is like, I'm modeling and forecasting. I'm like, (laughs) oh, what could that even look like? Is that even possible? And so I feel like I'm I'm on the edge of so many action items that I'm really excited about, but also kind of terrified about, which is just all part of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean – you're telling me you're <laughs> you get it. <laughs> I get it, Eliza. But I love your vulnerability and the ability to share. Like, yeah, I've got so many takeaways that it's it's almost overwhelming. But there's just so many little details, one foot in front of the other, taking the next step and figuring it out as we go is is kind of how we roll around here. So I love to hear that that's what you're doing. Um, now this is not a loaded question, and I feel I feel almost silly adding this in, but but I just have to. Um, would you recommend the conference to others? <laughs> oh, Emily, would I? I feel like I just have not stopped talking about it. People are <laughs> they're like. I saw you went to that conference. I know. <laughs> I'm like, you don't know what you just got yourself Literally. into. Now we're having conversations. All of my girlfriends here in, in LA are like, it looked like you were in your element. I'm like, you have no idea. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's so funny. Like, this happened. And this, I talked to this yes. person. Yes. It was amazing. So Whit- Whitney and Cherie will continue to thank you guys forever because connecting, I mean, it's it's why we're doing this mini series to, to so that I can reconnect and, and hear what everybody's learned. But again, Again, for those of you who weren't there, you know, we hope that this is helpful to you so that you can think about, okay, what what is it that, you know, Eliza's stepping into that she shared that can be helpful to you as well? Well, Eliza, many of my listeners likely already follow you, um, but I'd love to know, and, and you can tell us, where can listeners connect with you? I would love to connect with them on Instagram is where we um, probably chit chat the most. Yes. I am at paper from Eliza there. Unfortunately, paper Eliza was already taken. And so I get I get both <laughs> your paper from Eliza and I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's paper Eliza, but <laughs> it I, that's what I am on Instagram. Oh. And I can sometimes get lost in the DMs. Yes. So if you want a response from me, please shoot me an email if you have any inquiries about what it looks like to start the custom wedding paper process. It's it can be intimidating, but I love to walk everybody through 
what that actually looks like and really show them the next steps to get started, please shoot me an email at Eliza at paperEliza.com. Awesome. Well, Eliza, thank you so much for joining me on this mini series. I have a feeling we might be hearing from you again on HSGT. So everybody stay tuned for maybe a more detailed episode, but Eliza, thank you. And I loved meeting you. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. I hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.